What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Nicole Rose doing my first show for the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. For those of you new to the show, we're an online community and media platform for New York-based conservatives who feel ostracized by friends, family, and coworkers for thinking differently than they do. We're here to discuss local, statewide, and national events with a conservative perspective. And we hope to contribute towards turning this once great state back red in 2020. Today, I'm going to talk with you a little about who I am, why I'm doing this, and the baby it's cold outside hysteria from the left and how leftist university professors and social justice warriors specifically are using Christmas songs as ammunition to fuel their feelings over facts narrative. I will also touch upon the left's dangerous usage of identity politics and their beloved desperate crutch, intersectionality theory. The Baby It's Cold Outside hot button has become newsworthy nationwide due to the left's typical crybaby approach to the First Amendment. Yeah, we know free speech is a terrible, unnatural disservice to America. (laughs) As you get to know me, you'll understand my love for sarcasm and satire. If you're a conservative, you might find it endearing. If you're a leftist, your brain capacity might actually think jokes are facts and facts are wrong and oh, what a rabbit hole from there. My thoughts and opinions are my own. My delivery is unique but it's ultimately your decision if it's encouraging to your values. I find that intellect and political discussions must integrate humor and authentic reactions. The quality of being relatable in the political realm is paramount to me. So let's get started. Left-wingers will jump on any chance they can to attack free speech. Social justice warriors actually seek vengeance to those engaging in quotidian discussion. Common phrases and everyday sayings now exist on a spectrum of offense-taking. Our current casualty is Christmas songs. Baby, it's cold outside and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer are now derogatory and are actively wounding entitled egos across the nation. If you are brave enough to point out the offensive nature of Christmas songs, congratulations. You are deemed as a hero by the left and all liberal media platforms. I'd tell you to wear a gold star, but we put those on top of Christmas trees and, um, awkward. (laughs) We also have seen this attack on speech very recently with PETA's attempt to language police people into using Animal sensitive, yes, you heard that correctly, animal sensitive language. And we are now, as expected this time of year, having harmless elements of Christmas slaughtered for political gain. Before I offer my opinions related to the decades old Baby It's Cold Outside song, allow me to offer you a brief backstory as to why and how I approached it with a former liberal professor of mine. I graduated college in 2016 with my bachelor's degree in human services. Almost all of my professors were flaming liberals and unabashedly made it known in the classroom. 
They all couldn't stand me, and I don't blame them. I mean, who wants someone sitting in your classroom knowing they see right through your tactics of indoctrination and isn't afraid to call them out? I once had one of my classes dismissed because a professor of mine disallowed me from writing my human rights assignment on gun rights. I asked her to provide me with the proper definition of human rights and social justice that would be reasonable enough to keep me from writing my assignment on our natural right to bear arms. But she couldn't find a definition adequate enough and dismissed class prematurely because she was so frustrated. It was alarming to watch a composed and educated professional completely lose her mind the second her worldview was called into question. This professor then sent an email out at midnight apologizing for how chaotic our lecture got. Professionalism at its finest. After graduating, I still follow a few of my former professors on social media for purposes of entertainment, really. I find the pseudo-intellectual hypocrisy of university faculty amusing. The books Bullies by Ben Shapiro and Letters to a Young Conservative by Dinesh D'Souza, D'Souza I'm sorry, helped shape my political perspectives and gave fruitful, coherent reasoning to my values, all while being taught such outwardly biased material in my classes. Conservative students are typically dismissed and scoffed at. If you currently feel this way, please know there's a world that exists outside of your university walls, even if your professors can't see that for themselves. I mentioned my college backstory because a few days ago, a former lefty professor of mine posted his two cents regarding Baby It's Cold Outside and how it's a song that encourages rape. This individual's post touched upon how men are socialized to rape, and instead of conservatives feeling cheated out of a Christmas song, we should instead put our energy into empathizing with the rape victims this song is offending. He also offered false and disproven statistics of sexual assault in his post, and that was enough for me to feel the need to chime in. Side note, please. If you truly want to understand how corrupt the left's parroted statistics are when citing their sexual assault references, the pay gap myth, and other various feminist untruths they disguise as stats, I strongly urge you to familiarize yourself with the work of Christina Hoff Summers. I recently finished her book, Who Stole Feminism? How Women Have Betrayed Women. Hoff Summers completely debunks and dissects these numbers. It's an informative read. So, I responded to my professor's post. Numerous alumni comment on his and other faculty members' posts, political posts, and I used to as well, but ultimately found no purpose because debating with the left is like tying Velcro sneakers. Useless. This time, I felt a strong urge to offer my opinion, and so I did. Why not, right? I was going to say I walked into the lion's den. However, this is not a lion we are dealing with. So I walked into a snake pit charged and ready to go. I'll read my comment verbatim as follows. Here we go. Quote, As grievance season is among us, I dare social justice warriors to stay consistent all the way through the year and protest all songs that send messages of rape culture. 
I don't see nearly as many lefties filled with the same righteous indignation regarding more than 75% of today's hip-hop music that's heavily inspired by female body parts and prostitution. Do you? Or is that all protected by intersectionality theory? Where's the dismay with more than half of the music produced year-round by Republican-bashing pop artists? Their content is highly comprised of unwanted sexual advancements and not taking no for an answer. Or would this force liberals to call out lefty Hollywood? If people truly cared about the message the decades-old Baby It's Cold Outside song promulgates, then at least hold all music to the same standard. SJWs whip out their green and red microscopes the second December 1st hits. Typical liberal inconsistency. End quote. There it was. That was my comment. (laughs) And with the points I mentioned in my post, can you give me a guess on how it was interpreted? I'll give you a few seconds. Yup, as racist. Racist! Can you even believe it? I mean, it's not that shocking, right? This is the left we're dealing with. All because I mentioned a genre of music. Hip-hop. As expected, a liberal-fashioned mental breakdown spiraled from there. I was characterized as a bigot and was told that conservatives will twist themselves into knots in order to bring up black culture. How is any level-headed person able to argue with this? I mentioned more than just hip-hop in my comment. I mean... I read it. Hello, can't you see? I stated all music. Just turn on the radio. There are so many songs more sexually aggressive than Baby It's Cold Outside. And those who sing them are either praised by the left or protected by identity politics. I'll offer two very different examples. One, Pitbull. Didn't he sing, quote, Forget about your boyfriend and meet me at the hotel room, end quote. And within the same song stated, quote, Bring your girls, it's whatever tonight. Your man just left. I'm the plumber tonight, end quote. The left won't touch him. Why? Because only white male misogyny is politically beneficial for social justice warrior attacks. It's not the right that brings race into it at all. It's the left. The left sees race, gender, sexual orientation, religion, and other superficial factors as ways to rank you in terms of importance. They measure your importance based on your victimhood status. The higher you rank as a victim, the more virtuous and free you are of leftist criticism. Another example is the song Side to Side by Ariana Grande. Liberals love Ariana Grande. The lyrics include, quote, See you standing over there with your body, feeling like I want to rock with your body, end quote. The song also includes, quote, I'm coming at you because I know you got a bad reputation. Doesn't matter, Because you give me temptation and we don't got to think about nothing, end quote. (laughs) This is fine though, right? Because Ariana is a woman and men are subject, better yet, deserve to be sexually objectified. 
ridiculous. You'll see this in comedy too. Female comedians like Amy Schumer, for example, she's allowed to be perverted and disgusting in her content because she's a woman. And the left loves it. They love Amy Schumer. When will these indoctrinated bandwagon progressives comprehend that it's not the content of the message the left is rejecting or praising, it's the identity of the individuals delivering it? Liberal talking points are so anchored by identity politics, and this particular leftist professor pivoted immediately to race when race was not even mentioned and not at all relevant to the original point. That's what's so mind-blowing about left-wing discourse. For as long as the social justice warriors use intersectionality theory and identity politics as their argument handbook, logical and fact-driven debates will often end right where they start with conservatives calling out the truth where the truth is deserved. I ended up resorting to provocative satire throughout the duration of our discussion because I knew the second I was associated as a bigot, there was no more room for intellectual understanding and reasoning. It became quite amusing, actually, because we're discussing free speech. I mean, I'd like to include a quote that I feel I relate to. From the free speech provocateur himself, Milo Yiannopoulos. Take him as he is, but until you read his book Dangerous, you'll see his brilliance and how he dismantles the left's censorship fetish. He stated in one of his interviews, quote, You are perfectly happy when Jon Stewart, Bill Maher, and Stephen Colbert blend highbrow and lowbrow to be both comedians and cultural commentators. You're fine when the left does it, but for some reason now I've arrived and people are like, oh wait, conservatives aren't supposed to do this. You can't be real, funny, a bit offensive, and intelligent. This is a double standard and we've had this for decades on the left, and now you have it on the right. Welcome to the new era. If you can't cope with my blend of elevated discourse and low-rent humor, that merely demonstrates your own hypocrisy, end quote. Thank you, Milo. The left is so eager to demonize conservatives as hateful, sanctimonious, gun-and-God-clinging jerks that it blinds their integrity. And if I'm being honest, it completely weakens their sense of humor. Give me a break. Baby, it's cold outside. A Christmas song. Want to know what's funny about this? When I was little, my mom, sister, and I sang the woman's part, and my dad and brother would sing the man's part all while we decorated our Christmas tree while singing other songs and Christmas carols together, too. And this is why I find all of this so outrageous. Meanwhile, you have Tyga out there singing, quote, ass so fat, need a lap dance, end quote. Give me a break. What's next? Frosty the snowman? Is the left going to need to be psychiatrically hospitalized because they can't cope with the fact that Frosty was a straight white snowman? Or are they going to riot over the idea that he was not given a chance to choose his gender? Good lord, people. Well, before I sign off, 
please give this episode a like, a share, and five stars where applicable. And if you like our content and you want to see more of it, please consider either donating to us by going to EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash donate or by or by buying some sweet merch at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash store. You can also learn a little more about me by heading over to Facebook and searching Political Commentary with Nicole. And I can also be found on Instagram too at underscore NIC underscore R-O-S-E. Links to my website with more of my work can also be found on each social media platform. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. It's Evan with Empire State Conservatives Network. Just a reminder to check us out on our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com or Patreon at Patreon.com slash EmpireStateConservativeNetwork. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash EmpireStateConservatives. On Twitter at EmpireStateCons. Instagram at GetRedPilledNY. And on YouTube. Make sure that if you like our stuff to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.